0: Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house. It's Friday, July 15th. This is The Gateway. I'm Wayne Pratt. When documentarian Joseph Paleo spoke with survivors of the Bosnian War who fled to St. Louis in the 90s, he listened to many powerful memories.
1: Doing a film like this, it's it's going to change you. I mean, I'm I'm probably changed for life after hearing the stories that I heard.
0: Paleo speaks with St. Louis Public Radio's Jeremy Goodwin about his new film in just a few minutes. Missouri Governor Mike Parson has no plans to call a special session to pass legislation defining a medical emergency that permits abortion. As St. Louis Public Radio's Chad Davis reports, the state's top Democrats say patients and doctors will continue to be at risk without clarification.
1: Parsons' comments come days after State Senator John Rizzo and Representative Crystal Quaid asked the governor to hold a special session. They want to pass legislation to protect access to contraceptives and ensuring doctors can treat ectopic pregnancies now that the Republican-led legislature has banned nearly all abortions. Quaid says not holding a special session only harms women's health.
2: Missourians are suffering right now. And so saying that we need to wait to get clear-cut answers on how medical providers should be treating things such as medical emergencies um, is just completely irresponsible and unacceptable.
1: Parsons says birth control remains legal in Missouri, but Democrats say that needs to be protected by law. I'm Chad Davis, St. Louis Public Radio.
0: A Democratic state senator in Missouri says abortion rights may not be the only issue on the minds of voters this fall. State Senator Jill Shoup hopes the state's near total ban on abortion boosts Democratic turnout. The creep Core Democrat also hopes it helps her party in the 2nd congressional district which takes in some St. Louis area suburbs. But Shoup adds, "It's not out of the question that economic troubles could help Republicans." You know when your when your grocery bill is increased. You know when you're when it takes much more money to 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 uh, to put gas in your car, and where they where they cast the blame for that may be determine how they vote. Shoup is leaving office early next year. She spoke on politically speaking. That episode is posted at stlpr.org. Missouri has a higher rate of black homicide victims than any other state. As Savannah Holly reports, this is the sixth year Missouri has been the worst in the U.S. for black victims.
2: According to the most recent data from the Violence Policy Center, Missouri's rate of black homicide victims is nearly three times the national average and 19 times the national rate for white victims. About 50 black people are killed for every 100,000. From 2014 to 2019, the number of black murder victims in the state rose 45%, all while Missouri continued to have the highest rate in the country. 95% of the victims were shot and killed with guns. The report says that to reduce the black homicide toll, states must reduce access to guns. I'm Savannah Hawley.
0: St. Clair County's Health Department is reporting its first probable case of monkeypox. Officials say it's likely associated with domestic travel. The county's health department says potential close contacts have been notified. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention has yet to confirm the case. It has identified more than 150 cases in Illinois. St. Louis health officials this week reported the city's first case of monkeypox. The Army's chief of staff says it will not lower standards, even though the military branch has met less than half its recruitment goals this year. St. Louis Public Radio's Jonathan All reports on General James McConville's visit to Fort Leonard Wood this week. With a booming economy and low unemployment, the Army is a less
2: attractive option for young people entering the workforce. Additionally, many potential recruits don't meet the physical fitness requirements to enlist. General McConville says the Army needs to adapt. We're going to have to have a future soldier preparatory course. You know, we're not going to lower the standards. We're actually going to we're going to get young men and women to meet our standards, and it's going to cost more time, and it's going to cost additional resources. McConville says signing bonuses are at an all-time high to attract new soldiers, but Congress also needs to look at increasing salaries to keep pace with inflation. Fort Leonard Wood is one of five Army basic training locations. In Rolla, I'm Jonathan All, St. Louis Public Radio.
0: A surplus of affordable housing in the mid-90s made St. Louis a good destination for Bosnians fleeing civil war. St. Louis documentarian Joseph Paleo tells the story of relocated Bosnians in a new home. It premieres this weekend at the Whitaker St. Louis Filmmakers Showcase. It follows his 2020 documentary about the hill. St. Louis Public Radio's Jeremy Goodwin asked Paleo if this most recent project was more difficult to make.
1: You're talking about people who are going to be reliving the worst experience of their entire lives in front of a camera. So that's obviously going to be more difficult than The Hill in which they're probably referencing the greatest memories of their life. So we found people that were willing to share and um, I'm just blown away by the stories that we were able to get. And it was just, you know, for us being on set, an incredibly emotional experience, hearing these people reliving these moments um, it was just extremely profound and, uh, you know, w- w- couldn't be more appreciative to the people that participated in the film.
2: You spoke with Amir Karadzic. He was a teenager in Bosnia when the war started and he said he still struggles to understand how his friends treated him at that time.
0: A couple of them really, really uh, betrayed us, me. One night I had a phone call and I picked up the phone and said, hello. And they said, they, the voice from the other side told me, I'm coming to kill you. So I said, who is coming to kill you? And he said, your best friend. So not easy to, to live that.
2: Did refugees from Bosnia end up clustering in specific parts of the city?
0: Yeah, Bevo
1: and South City were the main parts that the Bosnian refugees ended up.
2: Here's another clip from the film. It's Patrick McCarthy. He wrote a book about a Bosnian refugees in St. Louis. And he's talking about the, the state of Bevo Mill around the time the Bosnians start arriving. That neighborhood in particular started to take on kind of an abandoned feeling. And so it was, in that sense, a very stark contrast when Bosnians began to move into that neighborhood and it brought back a sense of vitality and life to that neighborhood.
1: I thought that this was a great story and not one that everybody in St. Louis knows and probably beyond St. Louis has no idea building up this Bevo Mill uh, neighborhood, and then you know, starting all of these businesses and, and really just being extremely successful in terms of a community.
2: In this film, you, you do talk about how the you know, Bosnian refugees experience is colored by the fact that they're perceived to be white people. Yes. And that that's gave them an advantage, so mm-hmm. to speak, in terms of uh, how white St. Louisans received them as new neighbors. Has the city's experience with the Bosnian refugee period, do you think changed how open the city is to refugees from other places going forward?
1: I think so. I think you see the success that the Bosnians have had, and you know, hope that the Afghan refugees that come over are, are able to experience this, and you know, the U- Ukrainian refugees that are going to come over uh, would be able to experience that as well.
2: Are there things you heard in these interviews, Joseph, that have stuck with you?
1: There's a, there's a part in the film, Diana, six years old, watching her neighbor murdered in front of her or her father being taken away at the beginning of the war. And then I remember looking out the window and watching columns of people being brought out of their homes and lined up on our road uh, just in front of our building and being taken somewhere. I mean, it really is going to put your life in perspective that you know things are not nearly as bad as you really think that they are and you need to be appreciative of everything that you do have and so doing a film like this i think is uh, it's it's going to change you i mean i'm i'm probably changed for life after hearing the stories that i heard and and, and living with the story for one year you know i don't know that my mindset will go back to the way that it was before having done this film it's really all I've thought about for a year. So, I mean, I definitely think it's changed my my outlook and my mindset 100%.
0: That was documentarian Joseph Paleo speaking with St. Louis Public Radio's Jeremy Goodman. Our David Cosserays edited that report. I am out for the next week. Several people will be at the helm of this daily extravaganza while I'm away. The Gateway is a production of St. Louis Public Radio, a listener-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. I'm Wayne Pratt. Have a great weekend. Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house.